What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Real Estate Virgins podcast. If you are new here, thank you so much for tuning in. If you're coming back, welcome as well. So excited to have you all here. This podcast is aimed at agents looking to blow their business up, uh, expand into new levels that comes from collaboration and idea sharing and motivation. I'm Jordan Brown here with co-host John Michael Perez. John, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing fabulous. Love to hear it. How was your Thanksgiving? I'm not going to lie. It sucked. Yeah? Why is that? <laughs> uh, so You don't hear that too often. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, my kiddo woke up puking all over the bed, and mm. so uh, we decided that we weren't going to travel and hang out with family. But what was cool is that um, the dad's group that I'm a part of, uh, they brought out um, some some food for us so that we could, you know, celebrate Thanksgiving a little bit at our, at our house. Yeah. I saw that the dads came through. I know you put out like a a feeder out there and like, Hey, like here's my situation. Like I really want to get some Turkey for Thanksgiving. And you had like eight people be like, Hey, I'll, I'll bring you some shoot. Awesome community. Yeah. Yeah, It was pretty crazy. Yeah. But besides that, I mean, everything was good. My kiddo is still uh, dealing with a little bit of congestion, but we're, that's that's everyone now. I, I swear this this Texas weather is absolutely insane. What we were just talking about uh, last night when I went to bed, it was sixty five degrees, and I wake up to do my morning workout today, and it's thirty eight. I was dressed in a short sleeve shirt and shorts, like ready for it to be another like sixty degree morning. Yeah, and, I know, uh, and I'm a psycho because I'm wearing uh, short sleeves uh, and shorts, and I walked outside and I'm like, oh my god, it's so cold. Yeah. I, I typically like kind of thrive in this weather. This is what I like. This is what I'm comfortable with. But man, it's it's actually getting. I'm kind of over it right now. I don't know yeah. if it's just like this season. Like I'm like this year. I'm ready for it to be done. But I feel like I'm just getting my butt whooped by cold weather. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What else is new in your life, man? What's going on? Uh, well, we started 75 hard. That's fun. Yeah, we did. It's brutal. Have you? If you've ever done 75 hard, uh, it's not not easy. It's a pretty intense. I mean, it's it's supposed to be intense. That's why it's called seventy five hard, not seventy five easy or soft. Or I think there's a different version that's like a, a diet version of it called seventy five soft. Uh, for those who don't know what seventy five hard is, can you explain what it is? Yeah, so seventy five hard is a seventy five continuous day commitment to doing things that get you either uncomfortable or just get you in like the right mindset for a day. So, for example, you do two separate. 45-minute workouts. You can't do one hour-and-a-half workout because that would be too convenient, right? So two separate 45-minute workouts per day for 75 days straight. One of those workouts has to be outside, at least one of them. And And it doesn't matter how cold it is, if it's raining. Now, Andy Frisella, the guy who made this, will will tell you. His lawyer said, (laughs) what did they say? He said, I don't want to say this, but my lawyers made me say it. That if the weather's bad, then just be don't be stupid about it. But yeah. <laughs> don't do anything that's gonna like compromise your health. But but don't make excuses either. But his lawyer said to say that, so we know what that means. Yeah, wink, wink. <laughs> uh, so you do two separate forty-five minute workouts per day. You drink a gallon of water, dude. I'm peeing like crazy. Me too. It's crazy. Like I I forgot how much of a change that is in like bathroom frequency yeah. uh, when you're hydrated. Cause yeah. I, I'm usually like, I can sleep really solid through the night and not, you know, wake up. I'm waking up like two times. a night. Yep, to to me bed. too. It's so annoying, but nonetheless, I feel great. Like I, I when you're hydrated, you feel good. Um, it's crazy that some of the problems that a lot of people have, it's, can be solved by just drinking more water. I went to a, a wedding and I'll get back to the, other contents of 75 hard, but I went to a wedding this past weekend, my third wedding within four weeks. Shout out to all the cousins getting married out there. Uh, it's been a busy, busy season, you know, wedding season for the Brown family. Um, went to a wedding last weekend and one of the groomsmen passed out because he was dehydrated. Wow. Was so, he drinking too much? Uh, the night before, yeah. Ah. So, uh, yeah, he got mixed in a water, right? <laughs> and it's funny because that was his brother's wedding, and I passed out at my brother's wedding. Really? Not not from being uh, dehydrated. It was super hot. It was like, a, I think, the, the church that they were in, the, the AC wasn't working. 
Yeah. I was wearing a tux, like the bright lights are on you. It was just a bad, bad scenario. And I straight mm-hmm. up just passed out. <laughs> so 75 hard. 75 hard. Two 45-minute workouts. Okay. One outside. One gallon of water. You read 10 pages of any nonfiction book mm-hmm. every day. Uh, oh, God. I'm Have blank. to be on a diet. Have to be on a diet. Yeah. And I think that's that's where like some of the ambiguity comes in with it because like my diet is different than your diet mm-hmm. and some people are doing keto some people are doing like Mediterranean some people are, are just doing like a, a calorie goal yeah uh, netting a certain amount of calories per day things like that and uh, I, in there one more oh progress you have to take picture. a progress picture yeah so you gotta you hold yourself accountable by every day taking a progress pic and if you don't complete all of those steps every single day for 75 days straight, you start, start back at day one. Yeah. And I remember about two years ago when I first did it, I got to day 62, and I went to go visit my mom for her birthday down in Port Aransas, and I needed to do my outside workout still while we were on the beach. And you know how they make running on the beach look in the movies? Like, it looks so awesome, and you're like, dang, everyone's so fit. It, it, it looks like it's enjoyable. It sucked ruined my feet i went barefoot and that's probably my fault yeah um, beach working out is like the most overrated thing in the world because you get sand up all in you and it's just rubbing and yeah and it's not a good running surface I like i don't know why that's such a popular scene in movies i know it sucks yeah uh absolutely destroyed my feet and i made the excuse that i couldn't do another outside workout because my feet were hurting and I lost out on day 62. Yeah. But it was awesome. I, I lost uh, 25 pounds, which I've now gained back. Uh, Times two? I'm just kidding. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> no uh, but I, I gained the weight back, and I, I think you know what made me want to get on 75 hard is I feel like my business does better when I'm in flow, and this gets you in flow. It 100%. makes it to where there's not a wasted day on, on the schedule. Yeah, there's a lot of wasted space throughout your day, and when you're on 75 hard, you have to figure out how to fill those gaps. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, I would say that working out and getting your mind right, especially in a real estate career, is so important because there's a lot of responsibility as a real estate agent, and when you've got a million things going on in your head, a quick workout will help you get through it. Yeah, and I don't know many non-attractive, successful realtors. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, there's so name name like three unattractive realtors that are just killing it. Like, I bet you can't. Well, I think it, it aligns with your your mindset, and then it aligns with your discipline. And if you have more discipline, that means that your business is more disciplined. Um, and that's why so many people that are killing it in anything typically are in better shape. Mm-hmm. And there's such a mind mindset shift that happens with me personally. Um, I went on a spell of not working out consistently for I, I get real into it and then I like kind of die off and then I'll double up the amount of time off that I spent working out, which is just so super counterproductive. Um, but whenever I'm on 75 hard, it's it keeps me so focused. Yeah. Like if I if I am if it's noon and I haven't done a single workout, I'm like I, I'm behind. I got to get onto this. I'm behind today, not going <laughs> to lie, but I'm going to get it done. Yeah, and and like I remember, you know, beforehand, if I didn't work out, I was like, "Meh, whatever. Just another day. Another day didn't work out. Yeah. Not a big deal." Yeah. But it becomes like a priority for you because you start holding yourself accountable and you eliminate the excuses. Ultimately, the reason you don't get stuff done is an ex- is some kind of excuse. That's yeah, and another perspective is is constant action taking, right? You're constantly moving, you're constantly executing, and you're not just sitting around doing nothing, thinking about things. So that's one really cool thing about 75 Hard. But getting into real estate, there's this uh, survey that you uh, you put up. That's, or you didn't put the survey up, but a survey found that 25% of buyers who purchased a home last year were dissatisfied with their purchase for one reason or another, and 80% felt they had to make a compromise of some sort. That's crazy, but it makes sense. You're overpaying for a, or 
overpaying in quotes, right? Like you were having to overbid to be in the running mm-hmm. and the house that you could afford at that time or or the house that was available that you were going to get an accepted contract on was probably your third, fourth, fifth option, right? You, yeah. you weren't able to get that first house that you wanted. Mm-hmm. So it just makes sense that there's compromises that were being made and it presents a very unique opportunity right now. What had, kind of opportunity? I'll tell you. I'm so glad you asked. So Tom Ferry is the the guy that I was listening to that came, you know was giving me the details of the survey. By the way, if you're looking for more real estate content, that's fantastic from a guy who has walked the walk, talked the talk. Tom Ferry is a fantastic uh, mentor and uh, person to follow for that. So the things that you can do is reach out to your clients that you've sold a house to within the last year to two years and just ask them, you know, obviously, Hey, how are you doing? Just checking in, thinking about you. And how's that house working out for you? And just see see what they say. Don't try to fill in the blanks for them. See how they honestly feel about the house that they're in. Yeah. And secondly, the second question that you ask is, is there anything you would change about your current house? And that opens up the opportunity for a conversation where they're going to be honest about, you know, so, you know, according to that survey, 75% are going to go, it's great. We're so happy. Mm-hmm. But 25%, one out of every four people you talk to are going to go, well, I, you know, it's a little small. Yeah. Uh, you know, or our life situation has changed. Now we have a kiddo. Like, I wish there was more space. Um, we need an extra bedroom now. Like, I work from home. I need an office. And Boom there's a whole new opportunity for you to have a seller conversation. Yep, I agree. And uh, on the flip side, I had a client recently uh, want to put an offer in on a house that was 550 grand. And the fact that interest rates are so much higher, his, his payment is like way more than what I paid my house, paid for my house at 630,000, right? So I put my house under contract at 630 um, at a 3.75 interest rate. And my mortgage is, I'll just be transparent, it's around 3600 bucks. But that payment at 550 at a 6.5% interest rate is at like 4000 Wow. And I'm like, geez. But what opportunity do we see in this market is that now that that same house that was 550 was probably 700 mm-hmm. back when you know when back in the peak back in the peak um and then also you can have you know I've, we've talked about this already but you can take advantage of more closing costs you can take advantage of putting in lower bids and um for the house you want for the house you want exactly yeah. not having to settle that's the big thing that's that's in a buyer's power right now is there's, I mean, shoot, man, in, in January or uh, February and March, do you remember how many homes we had? About 1,200 <laughs> on the market. And all of the A board, that's the Austin Board of Realtors, um, you know, MLS, there were 1,200 single family residences for sale. It's not a whole lot yeah. considering there's like what, 1.5 million people here and there's just growing every day. Yeah. So now there's over 10,000. That's insanity. Yeah. You have all these houses to pick from. And because the interest rates are higher, people aren't hopping on them as quicker. You're not having to bid over. You're seeing prices go down. You know, I think I think I I read on uh the Chris Jacobs report that on average we're about fifteen percent down from peak. That market. dude deleted me for no reason. I know. Chris, we need answers. We need answers, Why Chris. Why is John banned? I didn't do anything. We love you. Thank you for what you do. I tried to find his phone number online. And reach out to him. He didn't answer. Mm. But, <laughs> but I was like, "What? Do, all I do is positive posts and yeah. I don't even ask for business. Nothing." But but anyway, so going back to it, right? We're we're down fifteen percent. When you need me, J- Chris, I will not be there for you. Yes, you will. <laughs> that's just that's the kind of guy you are. You'll be there. I know. I know. So. Yeah, it's it's just one of those things where, you know, you have so much more power than you think. And this these interest rates rising were actually kind of a blessing in disguise. Yeah. Because it evened things out. Um 
Yeah. I mean, it's just a mindset perspective. I mean, perspective mindset shift is like, okay, where are there opportunities? You know? Yeah. Um, but like, you know, for me, I'm happy in my house. Although my mortgage is a little higher. Uh, I mean, I paid higher. My mortgage is actually uh, considerably compared to the prices now uh, is not too bad. So, yeah. So I want to ask a question. So you have been in the business for about what, six, seven years now? Yeah. So what would you say for maybe a newer agent that's listening to this right now, what's a lesson you've learned that's like a, a pro tip? I would say going all in as soon as possible is probably one of the best pieces of advice that I've gotten. Uh, I remember when I first started in real estate, I was walking dogs, picking up dog shit, uh, doing Uber, um, doing other things to make money. Uh, but the thing was, is like nine or 10 hours out of the day. Besides that, I was like trying actively prospecting. Mm -hmm. Um, so when I went all in, um, I got so much more results. And I think a lot of agents right now are part-time and they're dipping their toes in and they're, you know, it's like, eh. but something there's like magic. I don't know. I can't explain it. Um, and here's the thing is like, this isn't for everyone, but there's magic in having no other options, but mm -hmm. succeeding. And actually that worked for you too. I told you to, I was a little scared to say, maybe you should quit your job. Right. But what happened was is. Yeah. So I, during, I, I worked at AT&T for five years and I was trying to get out of that. And so I was, while I was getting my licensing done, I was like stepping down from being full-time at AT&T to part-time. And, and the cool thing is, is like, there's no one size fits all solution for everybody. Yeah, for sure. Because people are at different stages in their life. Like I, I have a mortgage. We had car payments. Yeah. We had all this stuff that, like, I have to make a certain amount of money to not put myself in a bad situation. So while I'm getting my business started, it made sense for me to have something part-time. But my business exploded when I went full-time. Yep. Because I was able to not have to, like, if I got an inquiry and someone was like, hey, can you go show me this house on Sunday? I'm like, well, shit, man, I've got, I got to work there for six hours. So, like, oh, are you available for 11 or after 7? Yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. it, it takes away opportunities and just having your back against the wall is like you said, it just does something to you to evoke action. Yeah. Like you, you stop going, well, you know, if I miss out on this opportunity or if I don't, I'll do it tomorrow. Like, you know, when I'm off or something like that, but uh, going full time is, is I think such a, a blessing, man, because it's, it's scary, but the freedom yeah. Oh my gosh. Like being able to explore what works for you and and try different things and just meet people on on timelines that aren't restricted is so it's incredible. It's funny cuz like when I have family come over uh and they see me like wake up. Like I do wake up earlier when when it's like work time, you know, maybe during the day. But if I have family over like I'll just sleep in a little bit and they're like, "When does he work?" <laughs> Is he a drug dealer? <laughs> I, I work when I want to. And that's yeah. the beauty of real estate is that, you know, once you build your business to a certain point, you can work when you want to. Uh, but that's not to say, like, we go all in still. Yeah. You know, we're 24-7. Like, I've, I'm, as we speak, I'm talking to, you know, 10 clients. And so, uh, so and I put my do not disturb so they don't text or call me. Right. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, going all in as soon as possible. Um, as well as what's another good tip? Um, yeah, there was a study of two agents and they I don't know if we talked about this already. Did I don't think so. They're, they studied two real estate agents. I think it was a brokerage or something. And one agent, um, they worried about their business cards. They worried about their website. They worried about their um, I don't know, like branding, branding, all that for a month. Right. And then the other agent 
went straight to work and just started calling people, door knocking, uh, making videos, uh, doing a ton of stuff. And what happened was, is that the agent that was actually taking more action got so much farther than the agent that was just preparing. Now, that's not to say that preparing is not important, but what happened was, is the agent that was taking massive action when he was calling, he was doing, he was testing and he was failing and he learned quicker from his failures Mm -hmm. and how how to talk to people quicker and then what happened was is there was a, a lag right so the agent that was taking more action was far more uh farther than the agent that was just preparing and and, and not taking any action never really got started yeah yeah, yeah. like so, worrying about all the the before stuff like, yeah yeah so getting in the trenches is where you're going to do the most learning it's where the most opportunity comes from mm, and i love that getting point. in the trenches yeah yeah, you like you have to participate in real estate building activities. Yep. That's all it is. It's like you can you can have the best website that's automated or you know has all these features and if no one's going to it, who cares? Or what happens if somebody calls you on that website and you don't know how to talk to them? Yeah. Right? Like, oh, uh, how many bedrooms do you need? Uh, uh how many bathrooms do you need? Uh, you know, yeah. and then they never schedule the appointment. It's like, no. The first question I ask is like, when can we meet? Like, yeah. that's it. That's something I started implementing too because I saw how successful it was for you. Was when someone, like, you get a lead online from Facebook or someone's inboxing you and asking something real estate related. What's your number? What's your phone number? Or like, if you get a, a, a listing lead. I don't even say anything. I I remember when I first got into real estate and I would just talk about oh what color house you want or how big your yard is and I would talk about all these things for 15 minutes and then the other guy would just get uninterested. But when I started asking for that phone number and getting on the phone as soon as possible and then getting really enthusiastic and getting them involved and saying, "Oh, that's no problem. I've helped other clients do that exact same thing that you want to do." Uh then they actually want to get involved and actually get them excited to purchase a property. Getting them on the phone as quickly as possible or getting in the house if it's a listing yeah. is so important. It's mm-hmm. it's the most important thing. Yeah. The quicker that you can close the gap of the time that you first get the lead and the time that you are in the house or, or talking to that person, the better. Yeah, and when it comes to listings, uh, I actually have pre-recorded videos of, uh, hey, what you should expect uh, when, when it comes to listing your property. Like, hey, make sure that uh, when we go live, the house is clean, that uh, all your storage is at least in the garage because buyers don't care about where this if the garage is full, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's a little bit, uh, that helps me look a little bit more professional when clients are like, oh, this dude has a pre-recorded video of what I should be prepared for. You know? Yeah, and that's something that you just have to do once Yeah, and have it in your arsenal. That's all. Yeah, that's something, you know, that's like a personal touch, and personal touches are so important. And I think you, you, some, you were talking about a few days ago about first form and how, how personal, how... Um, you know, how good they are at personal touches. Yeah. I, so I, because we're doing 75 hard and I just got a, a weight bench at home, super stoked Did my first workout on it today. I was like, well, I'm going to, I'm going to do it right, man. I'm going to get me some protein and first form has a really good, uh, reputation. You've recommended them. It's Andy's, Andy's company. Have you tried it yet? Uh, I haven't yet. I got to go get a shaker cup after this, but, um, excuse, but, uh, um, basically, I ordered from First Form. First time I've ever ordered from them. And I didn't like create an account. I didn't like go through all that. Like I checked out as a guest or whatever. It arrives and I open it and my order form is in there. And there's a handwritten thank you letter on my order form that says, Jordan, thank you so much for trying First Form. This product is great. This is how I use it. I use it to make XYZ. I put it in my coffee. Um, it probably took them 20 seconds to write that le- that note, that handwritten note. But what happens is it compounds their business like crazy because now Jordan feels like he is 
he is loved, he is appreciated, and now he will possibly, you know, order more just because of a handwritten note that that took 20 seconds. Like, for whatever reason, you feel like you're more than a number with this little personal touch. Yeah. It's like, we really appreciate your business that we took the time to do this. Yeah. And I've tried to implement uh, handwritten notes as much as I can. Uh, It's tough, but I, I try to, especially after closings, I'll do a handwritten, you know, thank you card. And um, I was, I went to the headquarters of First Form, and they have a big line of table of like twenty people just writing thank you notes uh, to people, and it's really cool to see. Yeah, well, it it pays off because if you're like me and you appreciate those personal touches, it made all the difference. I'm like that that may make me a customer for life. Yep, you know what I mean. And that's the thing is, a lot of agents don't look at their clients as clients for life. It's right. a one transaction it's a business, one right? Transaction a, business. And to, you know, you're built you're setting up your pipeline for later. Yes. And your past clients, if you do a good job, you take care of them and you stay relevant to them, they'll be your future clients as well. They'll be your future clients as well as if they're at a, a party, if they're at a birthday, if they're at a Christmas get together and somebody says, I've been thinking about buying a house. The first person that they're going to think about is that agent that wrote the handwritten personalized note because it meant a lot to them. And that's that's one of the biggest things is like, how can we make a positive impact on our clients and on our community? And handwritten notes is it. It's such a cliche thing, but you are remembered by people from the way you make them feel. Hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, if you make people feel appreciated, they're gonna want to work with you. Yeah. And I mean, genuinely, don't be, you know, sleazeball and have commission breath, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I I've got a lesson that I would like to share as well for, for newer agents. Uh this just came from a, a transaction that I did not too long ago. And there's a certain time where you need to be the expert that doesn't overshare information with your clients. Interesting. So I'll give an example. So I had a listing where two days prior to closing, I get a call from the lender and they go, uh, we can't work with your title company. I'm like, what? How are we two days before closing and this is getting brought up? That was a couple months. Uh, how long ago was that? A couple months ago. Yeah, it was like, uh, like six months ago. And so... Here's what you could have done, right? Newer agent would be like, oh, I need to tell my cu- my client what's going on, right? I need to let them know that, like, oh, there's this big panic. And what is that going to do? What is that going to benefit? So instead, I called our title person, talked to them, and they're like, that's bogus. Like, there's no way. And so they got right on it, and they hashed it out. It was it was like a misunderstanding from something from, like, 14 years ago. <laughs> and they, they had literally been doing transactions with each other ever since so there was actually no issue to be had and so and then it caused an issue in your client's mind no so i didn't tell my client oh good good yeah okay. i didn't tell my clients so that was the thing is i had to sit there and go is this worth sharing right now am i about to stir up am i about to poke a hornet's nest when i don't need to that's actually a, a really good point because there's a lot of times that we have that problems arise and we share those problems with our clients instead of thinking, can I fix this problem without even telling that client? And that is a massive value add to that transaction. If they find out later, wow, he fixed that problem and he didn't even tell me. Mm -hmm. Right. Like that's the smoother, the transaction, the better the experience, the more personalized touches you do within that transaction it's just going to make you a top top producer the quicker very quick and very fast yeah like the this business is putting out fires sometimes it feels like that right (laughs) like it's just like oh what what else can happen with this transaction and it closes and you're like it's funny because i was freaking out about that transaction and i called you do do you remember what you said to me did i say i maybe i said something like have you ever had a closing not go through exactly it was like i was i was kind of freaking out about it because i was like we're two days from closing i'm about to lose this and john was like why why are you freaking out you've you've had issues before it all got worked out everyone was happy everything closed we're all good so stop freaking out yeah and don't worry about the things that you can't control either 100%. like if it was going to be an issue if they would have said hey like this actually cannot happen 
we would have adjusted. We would have gotten another title company involved. Yeah, and it would take an, an, an extra seven or eight days, but it would have closed. Yeah, and it's it's not the end of the world. So, like, don't – if you project panic, your clients are going to panic. 100%. Because if you, the professional, are worried, they're really worried. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think I'm a little too not worried because <laughs> <laughs> my clients are always, like – should we be worried? I'm like, no, not at all. Nope. <laughs> Never. <laughs> They're like, are you sure? I'm like, don't worry. Don't worry. Hey, so I got a quick question, though. As an agent, um, especially new agents, because a lot of new agents are listening to this podcast, um, do you think it's better for an agent to j- go solo at first or to join a team? I I can only speak to my personal experience. Okay. I cannot imagine going solo. Really? It, I, I just can't. Because there are so many questions, so many scenarios that you did not get taught or prepared for in your studies. Like, oh my god! Yeah. I, I don't. I don't think I used anything that I learned from the you know the courses that I needed to get licensed. It's all trial and error, and it's all like very unique to whatever situation you're facing. No two transactions are the same. There's people who have been in business for 20 plus years, 30 plus years, who are still experiencing things that are new or that they don't have answers to. So having a team for me, I think is super important because I think there's something about just like we've talked about on the last pod about camaraderie and power of association. And I think if you're by yourself and you're paying a coach who maybe isn't there for you or they've got a hundred people that they're responsible for coaching, you're not going to get that personal immediate attention that you need. And I think you can really lean on your team. Like if I can't, you know, I was out of town with one of my clients or I was out of town again for one of the weddings. And I asked you to be able to, to be there for my client and you were, and you service them really well. If you're an individual agent, that's risky. And like, you don't always have that backbone of your team to lean on for questions, for help, for insight. So I'm very big on teams. I'm going to look at it from a different perspective. I think modern day society pays people that salaries that are just enough to not want to quit their job. And so when they get into real estate, those same people, um, in my opinion, modern day society has created order takers, right? So when a manager says, you got to do this, this, and that, and and then you do this, this, and that, but once you become a real estate agent, it's no longer order taking. It's you figuring out what you need to do. What are the orders? What are the orders, right? And so when an agent is solo, they are like, a baby that's dropped in the middle of the forest and is like, figure it out. Mm-hmm. But when you join a team, you have that camaraderie, you have somebody to call, you have you know so much more support. And and the thing is, is every team is different. Like our team is a very very high splits. Like I don't really take much from from my my teammates. But there's so much the the. Um, the give and take is just so valuable, you know? And so, um, cause there are teams out there where the split is not very awesome. Yeah. And that's would, something to consider. Yeah. That is something to consider. And they'll probably provide, you know, hot, warm leads or whatever. But like, if I ever give one of my teammates a lead that is like pretty much a layup and they're like pre qualified and they're just ready to look at houses, then I am going to charge 50 50. But if, like it's a, a cold lead from online or something like that, then yeah, I'll probably just give it to you guys for smaller percentage. Yeah, for sure. Um, so what are your, what's like your focus going into 2023? Whether it's real estate, personal, whatever, whatever. Like, I don't know if you're a resolution guy. I'm not because I hate letting myself down. So I just like, I like to have a goal instead of like a resolution. Cause I feel like most people abandon that you know, pretty early in their, in, in the new year. But what are you focused on professional or personal? Um, I like to scale, scale our team to be bigger. Um, I'd also like to, um, I don't know, build the brand more, uh, 
as an agent and as a team. Um, and I'm I'm big on goals. Like goals have helped me get to where uh, I am right now, and I'm nowhere close to where I want to be. But um, I'm big on making big goals, and that and so if I don't hit it, I'm still way farther than I thought yeah. I would be. You know. And then also, um, I heard something really good recently, and it was instead of writing goals, um, write down actionable items that you can do on a daily basis so that you can get to that goal, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that's one thing that I'm like, you know what? Maybe I should be doing that too. So Yeah. I know you write your goals down daily. So, daily. so you're thinking about like adding to that and putting the actual steps yeah. of what you need to do that day to, mm-hmm. to get there. Yeah. I mean, I have a to-do list. Um, I know Andy, Andy Frisella, we're, we're, he, we're giving a free ad. Right I know, now. I know. Uh, but he's big on doing. He calls it a power list, and so it's basically like four or five things that you have to do today. And then once you do those things, then you're done for the day. And so, so it's pretty interesting, right? Yeah. Like, so um, I don't know. Talk to a hundred people and make a video, and um, I don't know. Put a RSVP list together and make a post on Facebook and Instagram and TikTok. Yeah. Those are four things, but they're important things. So if you can do those four things every day, you know, and then just get them, get them done, uh, you could be done for the day. Yeah. And then you don't have to. Yeah. I feel like if you, if you wake up and you don't have a plan in place of what that day looks like, you'll waste a lot of time Yeah, and you won't actually accomplish anything. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, what are your thoughts about goals? Uh, they're, I mean, I remember at the start of the year, I said, I want to get to this. You know, I don't necessarily write mine down daily, mm-hmm. but I have a I have a weekly goal. I have a, a visual board in my office that I write down how many contacts I've made that week out of how much my goal is. I have what what actions I need to get done this week that are pressing. And I have a when did I last contact my clients board. Ooh, I like that. So I get to see like, okay, I haven't talked to this person since June. I probably need to talk to them. Yeah. And it's it's so hard. Like if you don't have like a CRM that that reminds you of those things. I'm a real visual person. So having that board written down is what what suits me best. Um, Because having an app or something like that, that I don't necessarily you know, know how to run the most efficiently just yet. This is my second option. And I, I love having the visual representation of where I'm at with my clients. I agree. So yeah, I know, I know for me, 2023, I'm going to be focusing on building more genuine, positive relationships. Oh, oh baby. I like you that. Hear that genuine, positive relationships. I feel like I, I have kind of had like an epiphany of, you know, the last few months of, of this year that I, I have poured a lot of time, a wasted time into relationships that either aren't reciprocated or that aren't fruitful. And that energy can be better spent. Mm -hmm. And like, why, why am I going to prioritize a relationship here? If you're prioritizing it here? Yeah. You know? So, and aside from that, like, like I still want to be a good friend. I want to be a good husband, a good son, all the above. But I need to build more relationships that I have positive impacts on people. Mm. So that means boom, my job. That means going to more events, getting out of my house more. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like yesterday, like I, I wanted, to, I wanted to go get coffee with somebody. Like it's not necessarily like I'm not doing it necessarily because of real estate, but it's just like I yearn for that human connection and interaction. Yeah. And it just so happens that a lot of those wind up being your clients. That's one thing. That's one reason why I love events is because, one, it gives you a reason to reach out to people. Two, it's data collection, right? Three, you can follow up with those people. And the more that you follow up with them, the more they see your name, the more they think about you as a real estate agent. And then four, it's just genuine relationship building. You yeah. Know? And you have something to look forward to. Yeah. And I know like your dad's group is killing it with events. Um, y'all just did the three on three 
charity event like tell tell everyone kind of about that and how it went it was really cool man we doubled in size um we've got about 1300 members in that dad's group and it's just really cool because the members are engaged and active and so they're coming out to these events and they're making relationships and it's really cool to see these dads connecting and then going on vacations together or connecting and having a cookout or a barbecue like that's not even planned by us right like they put it together Mm -hmm. and uh so many friendships so many relationships so much positivity and to top it off on that event we we raised so many toys for kids and um it was just it was just awesome and then fox news came out and uh they interviewed us and that was really cool super blessed for that opportunity as well yeah it was super cool to see too like it's it and that's what it's about like it was formed out of you know a connection like like tell people why you formed the dads group cuz i didn't have any dads that were my age uh to connect with like literally i mean you and you know my inner circle nobody had kids so uh so i was like man i need to connect with somebody that has kids you know because i remember the the first week of having our our baby at our house and i got zero sleep Mm -hmm. and my sleep schedule was like what the heck is going on and then i also had real estate to worry about and that was a stressful time, I'm not going to lie. And so that's why I started the dad's group, so that I could connect with people that were going through that same thing. Yeah, there was there was a need in your personal life, and instead of like not knowing where it's going, you're like, I'm going to create it. Yeah, I'm going to create a space for because there's got to be more people that feel like me. And I think that's where the best ideas come from, is what is missing in your life, or what what connection do you need, or what value do you have to provide to other people like you? and just put it out there. I think some of the best real estate agents are creative and they have ideas and then they take action because I've I've seen so many agents out there that, you know, they just do the basics. But when these agents are getting creative and then taking action, like they become top producers. Yeah. Like JP on our team, uh he just recently he's starting a newsletter. Yeah. And He's going to be utilizing the Leander and Cedar Park group that we've created um, to better serve our community mm-hmm. and to also leverage the value that we can provide from our insights. And we're always putting on events. That's that's important stuff. And within and he did a giveaway uh, and he collected in like two hours, 150 emails. Yeah, that's big. That's a that's a big picture thinking of like a that's a just one example of a very creative way of how you're going to get more eyes on your business and to get even more tactical he used google forms right so you just use google forms and then you go into facebook groups and say hey would anybody want uh, a free letter from santa for your kiddos right and then like literally you're offering value and now you've got their emails and now you can provide value when it comes to uh, local events and stuff like that and they start thinking of you they start thinking of your name over and over and over again if you're consistent which that's the secret sauce is consistency um and he made a google form and just share the google form yeah ideas are great in your head but if you don't execute on them they're not really worth much nope so and don't be afraid to fail Try i got them. a lot of smart friends from high school that are broke yeah <laughs> hate to see it because they didn't take any action yeah and 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 everyone has that ability right everyone has the ability to take an idea and see it through it's just like you can overthink yourself into like being paralyzed and not taking any action you know i I think we talked about that a little bit earlier it's just you have to be okay with like i don't know like throw an event spend spend a couple hundred bucks on taking some of your buddies out and if, like naturally, if they know you're a realtor, they're going to talk about real estate with you. Yeah. Like, don't be don't be afraid to try stuff like that. Whether it's you know going to Top Golf or going to you know having a, a poker night at your house or something, do something. Mm-hmm. Try it, see what works. If it doesn't work, tweak it. If it still doesn't work, move on to something else. So, do you have any horror stories in real estate? Any clients? Anything like that? I mean, I, I think just the the one that almost fell apart. Like, uh. I, I don't have anything that was just like an absolute nightmare. What about you? One time, I was the listing agent for a client of mine, 
And for some reason, something told me to call the buyer's agent a few weeks before we were closing. And I said, hey, you know, there's scammers out there. Make sure that, uh, you know, your client is, is you know, uh, diligent in making sure that they're talking to the title company. And what happened was, is on the closing date, the buyer's agent calls me and is like, John, what is going on? And I'm like, what are you talking about? She goes, my client sent the title company $350,000 and they did not receive it. Uh-oh. And alarm bells went off in my head and I was like, she sent money to a scammer. And I called the title company and they said, we didn't receive the money. And I was freaking out. And so that's the importance of... Did you say how much money it was? $350,000. Oh, my God. And that's the importance of telling your clients, like, hey, call the title company and verify the wiring instructions, right? Um, like, you have a document that, that says that, but you need to tell and reinforce with your clients what this document means because... Things like that can happen. I, I, whenever I have buyers clients, like that wasn't my client, uh, and I even went up. I didn't even. I did their job, and right. she still didn't follow through. But whenever I have buyer clients, I'm always like, "Hey, before you send any money, let me know so that I can confirm with the title company, right?" And that's mm -hmm. just an extra layer of protection. Fortunately, uh, the buyer's agent's client. Had another three hundred and fifty thousand no dollars in cash. No shot. <laughs> and ended up closing the next day. What a what a wonderful problem to have. I know. Lose three hundred and fifty grand. Just be like, up. Oh, I've got another. I've got another laying around. <laughs> yeah, and so um, she ended up buying the house still. Um, and I'm not sure if they got their money back from that scammer. That's insane. Yeah, that's insane. Well. Uh, you know, we're lucky enough to live in Austin. I love I love this area. We live in Leander, which is just north of, of Austin. Is there anything that you think is like, we're getting a lot of development out in Leander. Like, we're getting the Northline development, which is going to be really cool. If you're familiar with Austin, there's a place called The Domain. Imagine a mini domain in Leander. Super stoked for that. Yeah. But is there anything that you feel like is missing here? Um, I feel like, you know, Austin area has a lot of entertainment, but... The Leander area does not. Mm. Uh, we don't have any any entertainment. So, uh, so I think if there's a company that comes to the Leander area that can provide top notch entertainment, like I don't know axe throwing, but it's like a local spot, like mm. a brick and mortar, or you know we our movie theater. Like we don't have a movie theater. Yeah, you know? got to go to Cedar Park for that. Got to go to Cedar Park. Man, that's actually a good idea. Maybe we should do that. Oh, I, I remember we're making million dollar ideas on this <laughs> podcast. I remember when uh, so there was a big you know debate about whether we should keep the metro or not. Yeah, and and there was an argument to be had that the metro is used to take money out of Leander and into Cedar Park and Austin mm. versus people from Austin and Cedar Park coming to us. Yeah, because there's not a lot. You're right. There's not a lot. Um, I would love to see that change. I think there's there's an opportunity to have more mom pa shops around here. Yeah. Um, like there was that that food uh, district, you know, on, off of Metro in Leander that has the Whataburger, Dairy Queen, Panda, yeah. all chains, Chipotle. Yeah, there's nothing local. Yeah. So like we're kind of missing that Costa Costa. That's good. Yeah, local. And there and there are some great locally owned spots, which is cool. I just wish there was more of them. I think nightlife, you know, a night venue like for concerts or something would be really cool. Uh, we're lucky enough that the Cedar Park Center is not too far away. It's like on the Leander Cedar Park border. I personally would love to see, like, man, I wish we had like a like a Six Flags or something. That'd Dang, be super that'd fun be here. Huge. That'd be sick. Um, something like that would be awesome, in my opinion. Yeah, but, yeah. I'm too old for it now, but I think it'd be cool, like, you know, for kids and stuff to be able to have that on. Yeah. Now that I turn thirty, I'm sore and tired. <laughs> yeah. That's all your thirties are. It's your. It's kind of like your twenties, but you're more sore and tired, but you have a little more money. Yeah. Uh, do we have anything cool coming up that we can invite the the listeners to? Yes, we sure do. What we, is that? We have the Impact Property Group's Christmas party coming up. Okay, we're, we're inviting people to that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just no. So if you're listening to this and you are like a an agent that wants to connect, you know, just an idea, 
throw a Christmas party. Like that's how we're giving back to the people that. Oh, okay. That sorry, I was gonna yeah, say we're not inviting you. Sorry, you can't. You, like, sorry, you can't come. You gotta get your own party. You gotta get your own idea. My bad. But no, like going back to like coming up with things. Throw a party for your clients, your prospects, your yeah. your people in your life that have positive impacts on you. Yeah. So I agree. So let me send it back to you. What do we have coming up that you're you know alluding to here? Guys, we want to invite you to Movers and Shakers class of 2022. Yes. <laughs> That's what I meant. <laughs> yeah. December 8th. Um, if you are in the Austin area, we'd love for you to come by. Uh, if you're a real estate agent, uh, there's no sales pitches or anything. Um, I know we're going to have an inspector there that's going to answer questions as well. But we just really want agents to get to the next level uh, in their career. You know, we're constantly learning um, and we're doing a lot of deals. So we want to teach agents how to get to that next level and dominate their market. So on December 8th, at 11 a.m., right? Believe so. Yeah. Jordan, that's, that's when I'll be there. Jordan and I and another agent, uh, top producing agent, Tessa, is going to be there. Uh, Tessa is killing it. Dude. She is. She's killing Five it. Five transactions in like a week. Yeah. Crazy. I know. What a beast. But hey. I know. I, I had I had four transactions that same week. Uh, and she goes, oh, yeah, I have five. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> what up? I know. She's like, well. Now I don't feel so good about my four. Right? I know, right? <laughs> I know. Uh, but uh, I want to share a tidbit that I'm going to be sharing within the movers and shakers because some people aren't going to be able to go. Okay. I want to share it because I don't, also don't know if it's going to be recorded or broadcast. So. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so there is a. So my part in this movers and shakers class is all about follow up. Okay. So I'm going to go a little more into depth into that at the actual event. But one challenge that I have for you, for agents that are listening right now who maybe don't have a system for follow-up or you don't know what that looks like at all, like you don't even know where to begin, there is a, a, a post I saw online that I would love to share with you. So this is a challenge. It's a six-channel challenge. Ooh. Six different channels of communication with your clients. Okay. So every, every day... If you can do this, you're going to have a ton of contacts or a ton of touches with your clients. Six social media interactions every day, whether it's replying to a, a person's story, liking, liking, commenting, six of those, five text messages per day. Hit your sphere. Five text messages? Yeah. Guys, if you can't do that, then just quit. Just get out. Get out of the business. <laughs> it's not going to work out. Okay. <laughs> Four handwritten notes and mail them. Oh. Three personalized emails, two quality phone calls, and one face-to-face -face appointment. And if you can do that, that's 21 connections from your sphere per day, 630 connections per month. And if you can somehow do that every day for a year, 7,560 touches to your sphere. Go back and listen to that again. That's the challenge to you this week to get started with something like that. Dang. That's pretty good. Yeah. You got anything else? Any, anything else you want to share? No, nah, I just highly encourage you guys to go to Movers and Shakers 2022 so that you can have a 2023 that's absolutely dominating. Absolutely. And th guys, this is a free podcast. We don't we don't make money from this in any way. If you want if you found any of the information that we, you know, discuss here helpful, Share it with a friend. Share it with another agent who would benefit from hearing this. You know, subscribe to the channel, to the to the podcast. Uh, and then most importantly, actually, can, if you like this, can you write a positive review for us? Because for some reason that helps us get higher into the chain or whatever. Yeah, so. Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you listen to podcasts, Real Estate Virgins, we would really appreciate the positive uh, encouragement and feedback, reviews, subscriptions, and shares. Heck yeah. Besides that, go be great. Go dominate your local market. You can do it. If we can do it, we promise you can. See you guys. Bye. Cool. There we go. Hey.